Dear cynics and romantics, my name is Monice and you are listening to the Romantic Cynic Podcast. On this episode, I wanted to ask the question, is love enough for a healthy relationship? Now, some of us might think that love is everything. Love is the end-all, be-all, the only ingredient that you need in a relationship. And from my experience, that is a very naive mentality. And I'm not putting down people that think that love drives a relationship. You can absolutely love someone, but not like them. You can love someone, but the personalities clash. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to be together. It's just the reality is, is love isn't always enough. And I think a big part of a successful relationship is adding how safe you feel. And when I mean safe, it could be physically, but I think it more goes on to the lines of being emotionally safe in a relationship. And that is what I'll be talking about today. So I hope you join me on today's episode where we might mix in some laughter maybe some tears, romance, and of course, some cynicism. Welcome to episode 31. Is love enough for a healthy relationship? From my experience, I'm going to say no. And that is cynicism on my part, but it's also realism on my part. I've been in a few long-term relationships. I've been in a few serious relationships where love just was not enough to sustain that relationship. You can absolutely love someone, but you don't necessarily have to like them or you don't like them. There could be things about them that you just don't respect. There could be things that might pull you guys apart. Sometimes that has to do with like financial stress in a relationship or or a lack of responsibility or a lack of accountability in a relationship where all of a sudden there's something called the blame game. You can absolutely love the person, but it doesn't mean it's going to be a successful relationship. Now, the for me, you know, younger self would have said, yes, love is enough. But that was definitely a naive part of who I used to be until I matured up and lived in a few not so successful relationships. Love isn't enough. And a lot of people could probably argue that, but in my opinion, it isn't. And a big part of that for me in my own experience was the fact that I didn't feel safe in my previous relationships. And when I mean by safety, that could be physical, but I'm going more along the lines of emotional safety. I will always have an example for you uh, that I like to share whenever I do my recording of my podcast episodes. And of course, majority of the time, my examples come from previous relationships. And they're always the more negative side of a relationship because of the fact, I think there's a lot of 
unrealistic expectations sometimes of what a relationship should be like or what we dream a relationship should be like. And sometimes with that being said, if we are in a relationship, we as humans don't want to show exactly what our relationship looks like to the public, you know, in a public setting. I've have experienced and I've seen friends and family kind of do the same where the relationship isn't all that great. It might be an unhealthy relationship privately, but in publicly, it's a relationship that they try to convince other people that is perfect. And with me, I did the same thing. I'm not saying that I was trying to show people that I had the perfect relationship. I just wanted people to think that I had a decent relationship. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But at some point it does become so unhealthy, not just from us, you know, as individuals or the person in a relationship, but it just becomes overall healthy, unhealthy, even to those, you know, our family and friends, people that know us. You know, we might, we might lie about certain things and I could, I can say, call myself out on that. I I had done that, but going back to the safety element, the emotional safety element of a relationship with my former, uh, my ex-husband, I can admit that I didn't feel emotionally safe. And what I mean by that is there was judgment relatively early on in a relationship and I could never truly be who I was. I could never truly be, show him the type of person that I am. I couldn't be the loving partner that I wanted to be because everything that I did in that relationship was wrong in his eyes. If I didn't do as he told me to do, it was an issue and it wasn't his issue, it was my issue and I had to figure things out. I never felt as if I could be open and honest with him because at times I I did try to do that towards the beginning, it was met with some type of criticism, it was met with some type of snarkism, it was met with sometimes slight disgust. And with him, there was always this double standards in our relationship. And it was always as if he was holier than thou. Like he, I really truly believe that he believed that he has this almost godlike complex where everything he did was correct. Everything he said was correct and everyone should listen to what he had to say. But it didn't make me feel emotionally safe. I never once felt emotionally safe with him. You know, it was really difficult. It's always been kind of difficult for me to open up to people. I've never... I'm a very private person. I know that's probably a little ironic because I have a podcast where I talk about my own personal experiences, but these are past experiences that I share just enough with to kind of be able to speak about the topic at hand. And with 
this emotionally, um, not feeling emotionally safe with my ex-husband really defined the type of person I had to be. I went more into protection mode and survival mode with him every day. And that it was exceedingly exhausting to live like that as, as, as someone in a relationship where you think that you should be able to be comfortable in your own home. You should be comfortable with the person you are, you've committed a relationship to. You should feel comfortable with who you are. And at the end of the day of all of that, because of the way he made me feel, I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. I wasn't comfortable at home because again, it really goes back to emotional, feeling emotionally safe. Now, I could say that, yes, I did love him, but but it wasn't enough because I felt as if I was the one putting in so much effort into the relationship, yet not getting anything in return, especially not feeling emotionally safe. And, you know, some of the things to really look out for, you know, when you're feeling, when you're feeling unsafe in a relationship is like the judgment and the delivery of how someone talks to you sometimes or what they might say, you know, to kind of put you down or hinder you from really becoming a better version of yourself or hindering, you know, you wanting to accomplish things in life. There's a lot of hindrance when it comes to, you know, not feeling emotionally safe in a relationship. You know, you, you try to tell the person maybe a secret, you know, try to tell your other half a secret, but they, they just make you feel horrible as, as a person. We, even though you've, you were willing to be vulnerable and open yourself up to them and what ends up happening, because I know it happened to me is I stopped sharing. I became quote unquote secretive. I became kind of recluse. I became someone that I was just a very dull version of who I was as a person. He claimed to love me and maybe to his perspective, maybe he did. I don't know. I got to a point where I just stopped loving him. I just stopped wanting to try to make the relationship work. And even towards the end of our relationship, the end of our marriage, you know, he wanted to do couples counseling and I was at a point where I just didn't want to do that. I, I was, I was done with the relationship, but a big part of that had to, had to do with the fact that I couldn't trust him with anything that he said, because he always came back with something as if he was better than me. And again, it really comes back to emotional safety. And I wasn't I never, I didn't feel emotionally safe in that relationship. Now I have experienced, I am experiencing feeling emotionally safe in my current relationship. And that is a whole different feeling in what I had experienced before. It's very, it was a, it was a foreign feeling in but at the same time, it makes you feel really good. It makes you feel as if you can be yourself. It makes you feel that you can talk to your person and tell them everything about you. Tell them your deep, dark secrets. Tell them about your wishes and your future desires. You 
and everything that you tell them, you they're very understanding and they, they're willing to listen and they encourage you. That is such a big part of feeling emotionally safe is, at least for me, is being able to be encouraged by my, by my partner. Now, if you've experienced either, you know, an unsafe relationship, emotionally safe, unsafe emotional relationship, or a safe emotional relationship, some of the things that, you know, you can continue to work on or try to work through if you truly love this person, if you feel as if you want to make this relationship work. And there are some things that maybe you, you two can work together to become um, to have a more loving and ha- maybe have a potentially healthy relationship. You know, there are some things that I know for, for me, for example, is, you know, respecting each other's boundaries. Like what are the boundaries that you set for one another and being able to talk those through. So what is most, you know, what honoring, what is most important to you and to your other half, you know, being able to share information about each other gradually. Don't be a complete open book, but if you kind of have to test the waters a little bit to see how they're going to react, you know, with you being able to be open and honest with them. Communicating your comfort level on on what you feel what your intimacy should look like. You, you know, big, I, I talk about this all the time, like communicating, effective communication is so important in every single relationship, not just romantic relationships, but, you know, personal relationships with family or friends or anything, or, or, or even coworkers, you know, being able to have successful relationships, you have to be willing to be effectively, um, to be able to communicate effectively. Now, it's just not on your part. There has to be a, a, there has to be a team effort to work together to be able to have uh, really good conversations and to be able to feel emotionally safe. Paying attention to, um, being able to pay attention to nonverbal communication. Now, I did mention this a little bit in you know my example with my now ex-husband, where sometimes it's about you know, eye contact, or if you come, you know, if the person comes roaring at you, not maybe not roaring at you, obviously, but when they come out, you you can just tell that they're really angry and you kind of like hold your breath and you cringe a little bit, you know, it's, a, it's all those like a little nonverbal signals that we have to pay attention to. It's like, if you are so upset and so maybe even angry with your partner, before you like confront them, you, you really have to put yourself in, their, uh, in the other person's shoes and say, if I come at, if I was my partner and I came at me the way I'm about to, how would that other person feel? I think we sometimes forget that we should be putting ourselves in their position from time to time, just so we have empathy, just so we have sympathy. You know, I think that has also to do with, you know, having emotional intelligence. And if you cannot recognize that, you know, how you are, how your delivery is, or maybe you cross your arms, or maybe you roll your eyes, or maybe you have things, little things like that, every, all, all those little trigger, triggering, um, nonverbal cues can really set your partner off and that's going to not cause them to be emotionally open with you and you're not helping you're not encouraging uh to be 
you know, to have them feel emotionally safe with you. And I think sometimes we forget that it's not just about us in a relationship, especially those selfish relationships where it's always about the person. It's always about me, me, me versus us as a team. And it's not about making choices individually, but it's about making choices as a team together. Another thing is being an active listener. Like we have to make sure that we're, we're paying attention to what our partner's saying. We have to be respectful and give them, give them a platform to be able to speak their peace and to feel safe, to feel safe in that environment without, you know, you being able, without you belittling them and criticizing them, they are coming to you willingly to have a conversation with you, to have open dialogue with you. And it's important that we pay attention, pay attention to what they're going to tell us. Uh, one big thing that not only do I practice this with, you know, at work, for example, but I also do this within, you know, my relationships is being transparent with your, with your partner. And what I mean by transparency is just, just being honest, being comfortable enough to be honest to your person. And I think that when you have zero transparency in a relationship, it's because you have no trust in that person and being able to also feel safe like you're it's not just you making your partner feel safe it's your partner also making you feel safe in the relationship where you're able to be transparent with them without them retaliating without them yelling at you with but being there to listen and and helping you be more comfortable with you know having them be being comfortable with being able for you to be able to communicate with them. Oh, I got a little tongue tied right there. And I think that being transparent is very important because it comes back to the honesty part. It comes back to feeling emotionally connected and emotionally safe with the person. Sometimes as me, who is an overthinker, I overthink quite a lot. And for me, I think it's also important to always be able to give your partner the benefit of the doubt. I know in my previous relationship, it was my part, my ex-husband rarely gave me the benefit of the doubt. It was always like accusatory. He always figured that whatever he thought I did, even though I was, even though I tried to explain and overly explain that it wasn't true, he just had it in his mind that, that what he believed in his own head was fact. And no matter what I said or did, he just wouldn't give me the benefit of the doubt sometimes. And that is something that I kind of still carry with me where I tend to over explain sometimes where I'm just like, I'm, I feel sometimes, you know, where it's almost as if I'm on trial and I'm trying to prove my innocence. And so, and I actually still hold that a little bit. I've gotten a lot better um, since my since my divorce, but it's not something that it's it's come easily to me. And it's nice being able to kind of have a partner say, "Hey, just it's it's going to be okay. I can, you know, you don't have to over explain." So it's always nice to kind of hear that. And sometimes, if you really pay attention to your partner that has had experiences like that, it's always a really good feeling for them that they know that that you believe them, that you gave them the benefit of the doubt. And one thing that I think is also important is that 
sometimes we have to allow our partner to over explain not to be not because we expect it but sometimes it just makes that other person feel better and I know I've had experiences with that where it's just like I had to over explain just so I would feel better even though I knew I didn't have to because again you know being in a relationship where you feel emotionally safe those old habits that you may, you might have once had once upon a time no longer exist and or they become less and less over time a big one a couple other things to help your partner feel emotionally safe and vice versa is accountability being accountable never playing pointing the finger never something that i've learned was and i had to and i've I did this all the time in my previous relationship where it was, I always made you comments instead of I comments. I feel this way because, or, you know, you, you put so much, you'd point the finger at them and you blame them for everything versus really being accountable for yourself. Now there were moments in my previous relationship where I refused to be accountable because I just wanted to blame him at the end of the day. That's all I wanted. And it didn't, get us anywhere it just caused more friction it caused more anxiety it caused just dislike genuine dislike for the other person I didn't at the end of you know towards the pretty close to the end I just didn't care I didn't like him anymore as 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 someone that I wanted to be in a relationship I didn't care that I no longer wanted to be this relationship. I just, I wanted it to just go away and I didn't have to worry about it. And I just wanted to blame him for so many different things. But that didn't help us anywhere. You know, I I had to grow up and mature and be just, learn to be accountable for my own actions. Learn to be accountable. I've, I felt like I've, I'm really good at being accountable for my own actions. But being in such a horrible an unhealthy relationship I just I lacked accountability because I just wanted to blame him for everything but going back to being accountable for your own actions is is really important and being able to recognize them and being able to tell your partner I am accountable for this if you know something was to happen or you made a mistake or you may maybe you told a little white lie or something transpired where where you felt like you wanted to blame them, but you knew at the end of the day that it was important to really self-recognize you. Being in a healthy and emotionally safe relationship is a part, isn't, isn't all of it, but is one part to being in a really good place with your partner because at the end of the day love isn't always enough trust communication being honest feeling safe all these ingredients everything that i've talked about you know in this episode so far is all the positives that we have to focus on and being in a in a relationship and feeling emotionally safe 
will not only take your relationship from maybe mediocre, but it'll, it'll, it'll take it to a place that maybe you've never really experienced before, but a big part of that is being open and honest and being vulnerable and hoping that you have a partner that gives all of those things back to you at the end of the day. So I hope you found some insight into this episode about being emotionally or feeling emotionally safe in a relationship and that knowing that love isn't always going to, isn't the only thing that you need to have a long-term healthy relationship. So I want to close my episode and with a quote that I found about this topic and the quote is from... Karen uh, Salmonson, and she says, finding a good partner is not just about looking for a wish list of things like sexy, funny, smart, charismatic, successful. It's about seeking one specific wish feeling, the feeling of being safe. It doesn't matter if your partner is sexy, funny, smart, charismatic, or successful. If they don't make you feel safe to communicate openly, trust their commitment, believe in their loyalty, be your mo- and be your most vulnerable, authentic, truest self. Thank you for listening. And as always, yours truly, The Romantic Cynic. <laughs>